1: back to the 2021 Powwow Wow series here at FantasyPoints.com with our second division. This is the NFC North, and it's a lot of fun uh, to bring these to you in audio form. We live stream them on the website, on YouTube, and on Periscope as well, getting a lot of viewers. And I hope you guys learned something from this. My name is Joe Dolan, and these conversations with John Hansen, Adam Kaplan, Greg Cosell, Graham Barfield, and myself are a full breakdown uh, from both a fantasy and a real life standpoint. Informal, we used to do these in person. We can't do that anymore with how spread out everybody is, but it's fun to bring these to you. We want to let you behind the curtain a little bit. If you want a full uh, breakdown of what this series entails, uh, just go to the NFC East podcast and listen to this. But without further ado, here is the NFC
2: North. Chicago Bears, Adam, when does Justin Fields see the field? I'm with uh, a lot of people who are saying, just go with him in week one. I still believe he'll be their guy by September's end. At the latest. yeah, I'm
3: I'm gonna up my t- my starts total from seven to nine. Some of the, it's between seven and nine games that he starts. Could it be more? Yes. Did it, from what I understand, I know that the, the team is very happy with the way that he came in in the rookie camp. Not that you want to judge anything. He's not competing for a starting job right now, but in terms of coming in, having the right attitude, wants to soak up everything up. They're very happy with that. Dalton, they're fully, they fully believe he's going to start week one. There's no debate with that right now. We're in May. We're not in August. You mean you're talking about Andy Dalton? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's their belief that he'll start week one and beyond. But I learned my lesson in 2012, and when Matt Flynn came in, talking to the Seahawks privately, they never gave any thought to Russell Wilson starting when they drafted him. They got to the OTAs in May, they go, "Oh my God, whoa, whoa," and as you know, wasn't even close in August. So. And I understand and Russell Wilson was a third-round pick, not a first-round pick like Fields. So let's just see what happens. But th- their belief right now is that Dalton's definitely starting week one.
2: Greg, we know your scouting report up on the site in the draft app on Justin Fields, certainly not a you know clean, perfect prospect, still needs to develop a, a better sense of rhythm and timing and anticipation, a little bit of a see-in-it-and-throw-it guy, but very athletic. Seems like a great leader. Tough. We saw him play hurt in the college playoffs. I just can't wait to see if someone on the Chicago Bears can get the ball down the field to an open Darnell Mooney. I feel like Fields is going to be really good for Mooney. Greg, they've got some
0: speed. They signed Amir Bird too. And say what you want, but that kid could always run. Um, again, I'm not there. I know Adam has conversations there with the staff, barring anything this is just me talking my pointless point of view on this barring anything really bad through the off season i'd start justin fields week one but that's yeah, i agree me. that's who knows up. yeah who knows yeah because number here's what you got you got a veteran center and cody white here who can probably handle all the protections that need to be handled um early on okay um you've got a back in montgomery um you got a, a back, they, they drift in the sixth round that I, I liked his tape a lot in college Khalil Herbert. Um, so, you know, I, I personally would start Justin Fields, but again, that's, we'll see what happens. we got a whole. Adam,
2: it's so annoying when, when teams do this too, because it's like, you know, the Baker Mayfield year, like, why does Tyrod Taylor need to get, I know, you know, he got hurt, but why does he need to get 80% of the first team reps the first two, three weeks of camp like that? That's, I'd like, I'd love to see them do it. Greg well, well, said. Well, here's the
3: thing, they, 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 because Fields, they, they got some things to work on with him. They they don't want to rush. Yeah, I know. They don't, yeah. they're in a position, Nick Foles is, is not, I mean, he, he'll he be the backup, the most likely, if, if Dalton is the starter week one, Foles theoretically would be the backup. But the problem they had last year with Foles was this, they had pass protection issues. Let's call it like it is. They had a, their, their offensive line did not play very well. They dropped, they really dropped off last season. Too many times, Falls was stepping into his offensive line. He, because he, he's not mobile like Dalton is. Not that Dalton's a great athlete, but he was better than Falls. Mooney was open, couldn't get him the football. They, they when they when the the front office and the coaches looked at the tape, they were frustrated with the ability to get Mooney the football. The, Mooney was exactly who they thought he was. He should have been drafted way earlier. Super explosive, super serious about his job, and is a good route runner. And He's not perfect, but he's a lot. He's more advanced than you would think as a rookie. And Foles couldn't get him the football. Now, part of it is because Nick doesn't move very well. And the other part is that their line was bad. So, and
2: Adam, Matt Nagy, yeah. Bill Lazor, DeFilippo, yeah. pretty experienced uh, it's a coaching good, Really staff. good group. Yeah. RPOs, really good group. guys. Yeah. I, I think this is a pretty good staff probably for Fields. I, fields
3: for Dynasty Leagues. This is a guy that I want. The, the, this is a guy that I might be willing not to, I and I don't know how well he'll play this year when he plays. But for the future – this kid's got a lot of gifts. He's a really good good kid from, from talking to people who've known him for a while, well before the Bears. Good kid, coachable. And you as you said, John, he's going to be coached. If you look, Lasers a tough SOB. He coaches very hard. We know D. Filippo does. And Nagy, to his credit, he hands off to his coaches to develop quarterbacks. I, like, I think you make a great point. He's in great hands here.
2: Joe Dolan, here's a hot take for you. Justin Fields with an ADP of like 155 may actually be the best bet to, to way out produce his ADP right now. Believe it or not, I feel like he's a slam dunk at 150.
1: Well, there's a couple of there, there's a couple of guys. I agree with that, um, and I think Justin Fields is probably a little bit better bet than Trey Lance only because I think Fields has a better shot to start Oh, way better Oh, way better, uh, way better. but the, way better. I think Lance is also in, in in the conversation for somebody who can blow his ADP out of the water but John we were talking earlier you know Scott's gonna have a couple of articles this week about the running quarterbacks and the Konami code and all that stuff you know the the, the market's adjusted you know Jalen Hurts is a top 10 pick uh, at, at quarterback you know like you You're not getting the discount on uh, Josh Allen the way you did last year and Lamar Jackson the way you did two years ago. But the guys who you will get discounts on are the guys who aren't guaranteed to start right now. Justin Fields, Trey Lance. And, you know, I'm kind of with with Greg at this point, you know, I just, there's, I just have this like, uh, in, at the beginning of August, they're going to be like, well, Andy's still a starter. And then it's going to be the preseason and Justin Fields is going to look great in the second preseason game. And then all of a sudden they are they announced that Fields is going to start week one and they have that Sunday night football game against the Rams. And it's going to be highly anticipated. I wouldn't be shocked if Fields starts week one at this point. And, you know, it would at least make the bears, uh, kind of appointment television but the thing for fantasy is, and and, and we talked about this with Jalen Hurts. You don't even necessarily need to play well in order to produce for fantasy if you're running around. And Justin Fields clearly has that ability.
2: I think Fields will play better than Hurts, obviously in the first you know, three, four, five games of the career. Uh, probably not that hard to do. Greg, back to you. And Anthony Miller has been like in Chateau Bow Wow. So who knows? But. He may not even be around for much yeah, he, longer. You could,
3: John, you could just, just add, you could expect him, if he's on the roster, he's, yeah, you, you, he won't be a factor. He's not dreadful for fantasy. I'll leave it at that.
2: I think Daz Newsom is, I mean, dare I say the favorite, if Miller's not around. Greg, I really like, like go- Daz Newsom.
0: Yeah, I really like his college tape, Newsom, Again, he's a pure slot. He's really good at it, too.
2: Right. What type? What type of slot? Is he? I mean, is he a quick twitch guy? Is he a volume guy? What what do you like about him?
0: He could be a volume guy, but he showed some vertical ability. He ran slot fades. He got on top of corners. Right. He also showed some quickness with the kind of routes we associate with the slot, the juke routes, the pivot routes, uh, the whip routes. I think he's a really good slot receiver.
2: Adam, do we trust back to you? Do we trust Cole Komet as a young, you know, sending maybe a breakout type no, they're Jimmy Grace? Really on the on
3: they they are He's everything they thought he would be. He's gotten better as a blocker. They thought as the season went along, you know, Jimmy Graham is limited to what you could ask him to do. Yeah.
2: Is Komet blocking too much though? Is he too good?
3: Um, no, I mean, he ran, he ran pass routes. The the, yeah. the thing is Graham, you know, inside the tent is getting the football. He's a, he's a basketball player playing football. That's the way that they look at them at, at him. Uh, you know, overall uh, Komet, I just, I don't know that he's good. He'll never be a high volume guy for targets. It's not the way that they see it. As long as Alvin Robinson's on the team, Allen Robinson's going to leave them in targets. That's yeah, obviously it's not going to change.
2: Graham, do you think that Allen Robinson's quarterback situation this year with Dalton and Fields and Foles, um, how much better is it in your mind than last year when we had Trubisky and Foles? And he yeah, caught a hundred balls, by the way.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's not saying much, but this is the best, uh, by far the best quarterback room A Rob's ever played with. And I I go back to that 2015 year. 2015 yeah the a-rob broke out or maybe it's 2016 um where bortles was like serviceable and he he yes. actually threw downfield a ton bortles threw downfield yep, a ton and i know did. you mentioned i know you mentioned earlier that having fields and just at least having a vertical element to this offense will be huge and it'll be huge for a-rob ceiling because he was more of a I want to say he was a compiler last year, but he was more of a product of volume. And I think A-Rob probably has a, a bigger ceiling this year with Fields, not only on deep, you know, the deep shots, but Fields, you know, Fields' legs, man. It's going to be able to, he's going to be able to extend drives like the Bears didn't have last year. And, and that'll lead to more opportunities as a whole for, for A-Rob and this whole offense. And
3: I think I mean, they're based on what I've heard, they're going to give Robinson an opportunity to move around a little bit more than they normally won't be as static. Nice. So um, not that he ever was, but I, I do believe they'll move him around more. Uh, look, they're going to have some offensive line changes, by the way. They, Daniels may be their center. I know that they've, they're have they talking internally about the best position for Daniels. Daniels sometimes does not win inside and gets pushed. Or he, you see him on the ground. So they'll mm-hmm. move
0: Whitehair to guard?
3: Yeah, because he's played both. You know, he's played yeah. guard before. Uh, so that they, Believe it or not, they're very happy with Jermaine Arfetti, who was a first-round bust for the Seahawks. That's why he's back. They were pretty happy with him. So we'll, uh, we'll, uh, but before we move on to Detroit, Greg, uh, my question to you is, did you, did you see Tevin
0: Jenkins tape? The second oh, yeah. Rounder? Yeah. What do you
3: think? What do you think?
0: He's a mauler. He's a competitive guy. He's, uh, they have him listed a left tackle, which is very interesting. I know he played that in college. Um, but he's more, but again, the game's changed. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to be a great athlete to play tackle anymore. But he's he's kind of a tempo setter for an O-line. He's tough. He's competitive. He's physical. He's nasty. He plays with an edge. He's a good player.
2: Bears had a good draft, Greg. W- once the field's pick was in and then they got Jenkins. I was like, wow, this is a uh, already I'm, I'm sold. They also Plus. drafted
0: an O-lineman in the fifth round from Missouri named Larry Borum, who I studied as well. He's really he's a big dude, but really athletic. Mm. He's an interesting guy to watch because right tackle is kind of an open position for them.
2: Bear defense. Uh they lose Kyle Fuller. They they, they may miss him. Um we'll see if uh Desmond Truffaut. They like can...
3: this kid. Um the stranger, one of the strangest names I've ever seen in my life. Kendall Vildor was a fifth rounder last year. They love him. He he um he's one of their they think he's other than Jalen Johnson, their best returning corner. Remember, Artie Burns was hurt last season. Wow. Desmond Trufant has not been a factor in years. I don't understand what Chicago was thinking signing him. That was the one move where I go, the guys have been healthy in years. Detroit learned that the hard way. But uh, I'm telling you, this Vildor kid will wa- keep it if you're a bear friend watching.
2: Wow. Uh, I mean, Kendall Vildor sounds like a Batman villain.
3: Exactly. Like a character. Right, exactly. I never heard of the guy until last year. But uh, anyway. Uh, their, their their defense, so they're very happy with the Sean Desai, who's a Vic Fangio disciple. Their defense is going to change a little bit. It's going to be more of the Vic Fangio defense than uh, Pagano.
2: Yeah, Pagano uh, uh, wrapped it up there. I guess, you know, looks like he's going to retire. Detroit Lions, oh, boy, looks like we got to deal with this. Dan Campbell taking over Anthony Lynn. Adam and I did talk. To Dave Burkett of the Detroit Free Press, who did clarify to us on Friday, still expect DeAndre Swift, you know, to be the the lead back basically. But you know, I think we need to open up, you know, more touches for Jamal Williams. Adam, I mean, clearly they're going to use Jamal Williams, maybe a little bit more than we thought. And I like Jamal Williams all. Yeah, all, all I mean,
3: season. look, they they felt that they can move on Johnson. They won't move him. They cut him. Uh, he's had this knee issue, but Jamal Williams. Is coming off a good season. He, he handles pass pro. He could be a third down back. I it, it's too early to know on uh, the touch total. I, I don't know yet. Um, we're in May, but Deandre Swift is a dynamic player, but we know what the offense is going to be. It's to be a grinded out, very little imagination. The, you look at the receiver core. They're already telling you what it looks like. It's a, it's a run-based offense. I mean, they drafted Sewell. It's going to play right tackle for them. They have potentially one of the best offensive lines they've had in years. I believe is going to move to guard, probably be, be the right guard, or at least compete for it.
0: There, team, let me, John? Let me ask you guys this, yeah. just as a ph- philosophy question. Yes. Would you draft a guy in the top 10 to change positions? Um,
3: it's a great question, because everyone likes Sewell as a left tackle. Because I've had this
0: conversation with, you know, coaches and people. I, on- I've, I was there when you did it
2: correct and i'll do it people, on the offensive line Greg, most people I, don't I, oh, think
0: you should draft a guy in the top 10 to change right. positions
3: right right but
0: then and i wonder how you know by the way
3: Sewell, some team saw him as a guard believe it or not uh one general manager said short arms don't see he's not a left tackle for us he goes we just have a cutoff point for left tackle he goes we play him at right tackle or guard now how will he play there we'll see right, right.
1: I think back to the, um, the Andre. What was the Andre Dillard comment when the Eagles had him play right tackle?
3: Oh, he was a he was a disaster. It was a there. disaster
1: there. He said it's like wiping your butt with the wrong hand. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> Did he that, say that, what he that? He said, that? Somebody said that. It might have been. I don't really Andre want to think about it. Yeah, it yeah. might have been Andre Dillard who said that. But like Greg, you've made the comment many times that like you don't see much of a difference anymore between a left tackle and a right tackle. Like, well, oh,
0: no, know, n- not in terms. What? Yeah, what I meant by, yeah. I meant by that hard was for that,
1: a guy to switch sides. Right, right, right. Not
0: in terms of the value of the position is what I'm saying. Not in terms of the mechanics of being taught the position, which I can't speak to at a high level because I'm not an offensive line guru. You know, I, I, I but but in terms of the way the NFL game is now played. Right. I don't think there's a meaningful delineation at all between right tackle and left tackle.
1: Which would explain, like, when Jason Peters has had all the injuries over the years, the Eagles just didn't put Lane Johnson at left tackle because, right. like, what you're going to, you have an elite right tackle. Why would you move him? Right. Um, but some guys, so, but what you're saying is some guys can switch sides left to right tackle like that. Other guys have big time problems making that transition.
0: Yeah. It's a whole different situation from what I've been told. But I'm just was making sort of an. I, I think of, it's
1: the think conversation
0: it's I'm speaking question. about. But you know, you're you're drafting a guy, and granted, I guarantee when they got, I believe it was the eighth pick, was he the eighth player chosen?
1: He was seventh, seven. seventh. Yeah.
0: You know, I I guarantee that when they got to seven and he was still on the board, they just said we're taking Sewell because they probably had him rated as a top three or four guy on their board, and that's fine. I'm not knocking the pick. I'm just mm. saying that you drafted the guy now to change positions, and. Mm that becomes you know i don't want to say question maybe is too strong but it's definitely something you got to work on
2: probably tips us off though on you know their identity and what they oh, want okay. to do under the dude dan campbell you know what's coming
0: man we, o-line
2: we coach and tight end and you know adam and i boy we just we just go on and on and on about deandre swift on sirius xm uh, we, we're just so impressed with the kid i felt like he did everything he Possibly could have done, but were, were there any areas that you you notice that oh okay this is something where he might be able to improve upon? I I loved him. I thought he made unblocked defenders miss. I thought he played with you know pretty good power and some juice. Um, your thoughts though on what you saw to DeAndre Swift? Who
0: are you talking to me? Yeah, Greg. Oh, uh, you know I don't DeAndre Swift to me didn't necessarily play enough. I mean, I think his talent level is really good. The question you have to decide on DeAndre Swift, John, and this is a question for you, is if they want to run the ball, is he a 280 carry uh, back? I mean, that's the question you have to decide. I think that's an open question right now. I don't think there's a defined answer to that, you know, because, you know, he didn't, even though he came in at the combine at like 213, I don't know if he's, if, if he's that guy, I, you know, yeah. he, he might be. He's, he's probably he going to be. be a
2: 200 carry a, a year guy,
0: which I, is fine. I mean, see, fine. to me, he fits more and he's not quite this player, but he fits more in the Alvin Kamara mold to me, even though Kamara is a better receiver. He's the best receiver. So, but, and so it's pretty good receiver, but um, he fits more to me as that guy than as a, you know, sort of workhorse back. Yeah. I agree.
2: Yeah, I've got him at 220 carries. Which maybe. I think would
0: be okay, but I don't think you can start getting to 270,
4: 280.
0: Yeah. Graham, oh, you see no. that guy?
4: Yeah, no, I don't. And, and that's what I was going to say is, like, I think we have to believe Anthony Lynn when he says that he wants to get Jamal Williams the ball. Like, Anthony Lynn yeah. was giving Josh Kelly the ball, Kalen Bellage the ball. And I get Austin Eckler was, was hurt last year, and, and, you know, you can't necessarily make Austin Eckler – a foundation piece where you give them 80 to 22 carries, but I, I don't see Swift in, in that capacity at all. And I think, I think we need to make some adjustments on Swift. You know, I I, I mean, don't think look,
0: maybe, maybe in an ideal, where did Campbell come from? The saints? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yep. All right. He's the tight end coach.
0: Okay. So, so maybe we got the, the Camara Latavius Murray situation here. You got Swift being, you know, 175 to 200. You got Jamal Williams carrying, you know, 120, whatever that number is. I don't know what Murray's exact number was a year ago. John, you would know that better than I. But, I mean, maybe that's the kind of scenario they see playing out.
4: Yeah, and, and Greg, to that point, the biggest problem for, at least for our game, for fantasy, is the Lions are not going to be as nearly productive as the Saints, you know? No, no. And like, the other thing is, yeah. too, is
0: their defense has, has some significant oh, questions. It's terrible. I'm, well, yeah, I guess that remains to be seen. But because yeah. clearly in their mind they they've got some players who they feel will continue to improve. I'm not going to sit here and say it's great, believe me. And they've got a first year DC and Aaron Glenn. um So you know I, that becomes an issue too. Because if they get behind, you know they're in an interesting situation because they have a quarterback who, in my view, and and you know Jared Gossman been taking a lot of grief over this, you know, particularly with the trade and the whole deal and. Is he great? No, but Jared Goff's not a stiff either. Um, But you probably don't want to be in a situation where he has to drop back as a drop-back passer as many times as he might have to, given the team that he's on.
2: Yeah, no doubt. You know, by the way, real quick, they ran it 23 times a game last year. We're moving on to a 17th game. Uh, So you're looking at probably about 400 carries. So do we believe that Jamal Williams is going to get Upwards to 200, because they don't really have much else. So I mean, did they split the carries right down the middle uh, well, between Swift know. and Jamal Williams? They do have Jamar Jefferson too, Greg, who you you, you notice was a volume type he of runner. He was a big
0: time volume back in college, but yeah, um, you know he's a seventh round pick. Swift yeah, was a second yeah, exactly. round pick, and Williams uh, is
1: signed. You who would you have on the the show last week? It was Dave Burkett. Yeah. Uh, he he pointed out that of all the free agents the Lions signed this offseason, the only one they gave a multi year contract to was Jamal Williams. Yeah, That's it,
2: true. Williams yeah. is going
0: to get carries now. Yeah, yeah. Whether he gets two hundred or one thirty, we, we that John have fun with that one. I can't help you. With that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I've got uh, him at one thirty right now, Greg. Actually, mm-hmm. I actually yeah. literally have him with one thirty. But right. but
0: I mean, I, I they didn't sign Jamal Williams to carry to carry four times a game. You know, this is going to be swift. This is going to be, I'm convinced, uh, more of a Kamara Murray thing where Swift gets yeah. 170 no and you know Williams gets you know that 130, whatever that number you have. I
4: which, want to talk which...
1: to Greg about Goff really quick because Greg, I I know you you you've you've studied Goff a ton, obviously. A ton. Oh, yeah. His problems, I think if I were to say like the things that cause Jared Goff problems, though, I think I would rank pressure maybe number one and number two. Yeah. But when I look at the Lions team, I think you can make the argument the strongest unit on the roster is the offensive line, which yep. could help Jared Goff. Well, like, yep. Goff, efficient-
0: Goff with the Rams, and I think McVay used him properly. Goff with the Rams was essentially a an under center, they, more shotgun over the last year or so, but predominantly an under center quarterback. Play action, boot action, uh, that's what he is. He's a rhythm player. He throws the ball really well. Goff starts to get into trouble. Number one versus pressure, most quarterbacks do, but Goff particularly. And if you have to make a move, he's not a second reaction player. So quarterbacks like that, if they get into too many games where they've got to drop back forty times plus, you start getting pressure. And yeah, but again, their defense becomes a big issue here. becomes a very big issue.
2: Yeah. Run the ball as much as you can, obviously, for a variety of reasons. Protect golf. Protect the defense. Stay ahead of the down. Greg, I actually have Amon Ross St. Brown leading their wide receivers in catches. It's in part because Perriman and Tyrell have all kinds of uh, durability and availability hey, John, issues. just but- to
3: sum this up so we can move on, this is a run, run, run offense. They're not going to be throwing the ball very much. Trust me on that. You can take that to the bank. They, right. They- well- that's this fine.
0: Is, that's fine if their defense can hold up. To, well, that goes funny. with
3: any team that has a bad defense. But their philosophy is they want to run on first, run on second. This is not gonna be an analytical team. This is they're telling you by personnel what they want to be. This is Anthony Lenn up, my buddy who coached with them, loves Anthony as a guy. He's a run guy. He's a run game guy. This yep. is what he, this is why he's that's well, why
0: one other point I'd make, because Perriman and Williams, we have no idea what their situation is due to injury. I mean, yeah. they could be playing or they could not be playing. I think you might want to consider, and maybe you have already, Quintus Cephas, who's a very interesting player. Mm-hmm. He had some good moments a year ago. I watched him at Wisconsin. He ran a poor forty, but he plays faster than that. He's not a burner, but he but he ran a four seven two or something like that, which by the way was the same forty that Anquan Bolden ran. Um, but Quintus Cephas. Is is a very interesting player, and it wouldn't surprise me if Cephas and Saint Brown end up being their main receivers. Uh,
2: yeah. well, I'm waiting on that one, uh, Adam. Hawkinson, John. What's that? Well, I mean, out I'm talking about wideout. Out. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know
1: out wide, but like, what are the odds, Adam, that Hawkinson doesn't lead this team in targets? I mean, I
2: mean
3: oh, they're so bad at receiver, Joe. You, you I mean, he has to, Hawkinson has to. I, I couldn't tell you how many catches he's going to have. I'm glad I don't do project. Project, hey, John. I can tell you john i'll be right back.
0: you guys keep talking i'll be okay.
3: right back
2: okay Okay. i can I tell mean, you I, adam 75 I,
3: I, yeah it was funny i think 80 is very possible but right. it's just this is a run oriented office now what i'd heard also heard is they may try to spread it out a little bit um do a little bit of it's still being a it's still gonna be a power run team that that don't mistake me but you could still be a power run team and spread things out um it's just a it we can move on here. There's really, we know what this offense is going to be. There well, be again, no mis- there's no quick, mystery here. folks. To
2: your Please point. Ask. I mean, I said what I said about Amon Ross St. Brown. I got to do with 49 catches. So, I mean, wow, wow. that's what wow. I have leading the team in wide receiver. Now, okay. Cephas, I, I have kind of put to the side for a moment. Cause I, I just didn't get a buzz He's about really him
3: smart. As I told you last summer, the, the yeah. lions felt that he could, he would be their top backup. And he actually started some because of injury. Super right. smart kid. He had an off the field accusation, which forced him down boards. That's why he went to the fifth round. He's a right. very gifted kid, super duper smart, very super high football. He was one of the smartest rookie receivers last season. He just was he was pressed into a role before he was ready. But Greg's right. He's a kid who's got some gifts we we'll yeah, keep this. an eye on him. We'll,
2: we'll, yeah, we'll certainly add him if he's uh, moving up in the world. And uh, Green Bay, I mean, we probably don't need to spend a ton of time here because we'll waste time on May 25th talking about whether or not Aaron Rodgers will or will not be there. I, I certainly believe he will be there. That means not, nothing. So um, let's talk about the backfield here first, Greg, or uh, Adam. Aaron Jones, again, I don't think the number of carries really changes much from where we've been with Aaron Jones, they are pretty smart about it. So I think he's right there. Another 200, 220 carries, but a lot of catches with Jamal Williams gone. Cause AJ Dillon, you know, I did talk with him about this and he did say, Hey, I'm a, Oh, I got a little
3: tip for you. I got a little tip for you. Now I don't, I, I don't, this is super early and I don't know. First, he's got to make the team, but Patrick Taylor played at Memphis.
2: Right. He's He's been there.
3: Yeah. He might, he, he was an undrafted free agent last year. I need to find – he may actually see a little – if he makes the team, he may – he's got a good size. He may factor in a little bit. Um, well, if we
2: went to Memphis, he must be a good receiver.
3: Well, that's what I was getting to, so let's just see what happens. I'm not – we're too early here we're in May. I mean, for goodness sake, we don't know a lot. Uh, I would think the touch total be 65-35. Dylan, you know, obviously 65 Jones, 35 Dylan, be 60-40 in that range. But they – they have a plan, and the, I, Dylan is a perfect complement to Jones's explosiveness. This is this is going to be fun, uh, fun backfield. It it might be maddening at times for fantasy. Yeah. There's nothing mm-hmm. you can do about it, but it's a, Dylan in that one extended uh, game. I love to get Greg's thoughts on the tape. Yeah. That one game where he, where he got a lot of work. Oh well, he yeah, get Dylan is. Just,
0: there's no mystery about Dylan. Yeah, I mean How Dylan's got real. To, do you remember that game where he had a lot yeah, of Yeah, It was, I believe, in the snow against Tennessee. Okay, okay. Was it not? Yeah, yeah, it sounds right.
3: Sounds right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Oh no, he's
0: he's. Dylan's an interesting back because he's actually got pretty light feet. Yeah. Like for instance, he's he's got lighter feet than Derrick Henry. Yep. He's nowhere near as explosive as Derrick Henry. You know, that's what makes Henry. Henry's a strider and he can run. Dylan's not that guy, but Dylan's got lighter feet in confined space.
2: But there is some Derrick Henry to the game, right, in terms of like uh, the, the physicality and, you know. What do you think,
0: Graham? I don't think they're I, – I think their weight's the same, but I don't think they're really
4: similar runners. Do you? Yeah. No, I don't either. And one of the big things that Henry has improved on coming, you know, the last couple of years when the reason he's become Derrick Henry is you mentioned the explosiveness. Yeah. It took him, like – it took a, he was he wasn't necessarily like a build up speed guy like Leonard Fournette was coming out, but it definitely took him a couple steps. He has gotten so much more yes. explosive within his first couple of steps, and and Dylan doesn't necessarily have that no. short area bur- burst, nor does he have the long speed. I, th- Henry, I think Dylan just Dylan's just me, a big Hen- back man. Yeah,
0: to me, Henry's power comes from build up, not just from the fact that he just runs into the line and moves people. Yeah. No. I don't think that's the way Henry runs. I think Dylan is a little more like that.
2: Okay. When that's Dylan, actually
0: why I struggled with Henry
1: when he was coming out of college, Greg.
0: Which for most people did, including myself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I did did too. So um, John, uh, just as the funny aside, you love names. Do you know AJ Dylan's name?
2: Um, I think I did at one point and I was intrigued it's by it. What is Al it?
1: Algiers Jameel Dillon. Oh wow. Gotta, wow. You
2: got you're gonna drop mouthful. an
1: Algiers on the show.
2: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um uh, Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah, I, well people I, I, watching the, are gonna get the full experience because I had to run down and get lunch or I would have missed lunch. So so I'm oh, gonna so be eating go. now while we talk. That's <laughs> all right.
2: Gre- um, Greg's uh his blood sugar's down, he's he's got yeah, I know, a-
0: I know I was gonna I was going to pass out if I had to listen
2: to Kaplan anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I get that way too. And I'm really, I'll I'll tell you what Um, I
3: always say about Greg, he's not funny, but that was actually pretty good.
2: (laughs) Graham. Here's the thing with AJ Dylan real quick. I mean, I I really like him. um, But when you plug in the numbers, he just doesn't come out high. I got him with 12 grabs and there's just no getting around that.
4: Yeah. And I mean, you know, Rodgers is obviously the biggest, you know, biggest puzzle piece we're waiting on. But yeah, I think, I think you nailed it. I don't think Aaron Jones's carry total is going to change that much. But Jamal Williams sneakishly played a lot of passing snaps last year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and oh, we've got
2: before. Aaron Jones so, with 60 catches.
4: Yeah. I think, I think Aaron Jones is going to catch a, a ton of balls this year because Dylan's is just a complete zero there.
2: Now, if we don't get anything else going on at wide receiver, Greg, let me start with you, your thoughts on, if Amari Rogers is utilized, what what are we looking at here? Not necessarily a Randall Cobb type, but I mean, I do like having a quick twitch kind of a guy here, little jitterbug type of guy, compared to these other. Yeah, but he's also really receivers.
0: strong. He's two hundred eleven pounds. He's got a powerful lower body. You can line him up both inside, outside. He's got a vertical dimension. He's a more vertical dimension than Randall Cobb. This kid can run a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think he's a pretty complete receiver. He, I liked his tape a lot. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what you go, what you guys were talking about when I stepped away for a sec. But I mean, who knows? I, I, are we talking as if Rogers is the quarterback or not?
2: Well, we're not going to spend a ton of time on it because we we don't know. But I would I would lean toward yes for now.
3: No <laughs> idea. I we're well, in May. Not yeah, This will we'll know by August if he does not report to training camp. They're going to have to make a decision.
2: I mean, what kind of bomb would that be? Let's say he gets traded to Denver. Like let's the be only a pretty place big I can bomb. See. What's that? That'd be a pretty big bomb in terms of NFL bombs that come, you know, on a Friday afternoon. That shot. Yeah. Well, I mean,
3: it will it, not it, be a secret because if he doesn't report to if it makes it if, if he if the agent tells them David Dunn, listen, Aaron's not reporting to training camp, they have a the decision to make because if the 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 fines of the new CBA are unbelievably significant to the millions if he misses all training camp. Uh, so, and they have, and you can't rescind them by CBA. So he, if he's willing to miss training camp, that means he, he, he's not coming in. Then mm-hmm. you got to look at it that way. So that changes everything. So that's,
0: that's you know, what that is. And obviously I've interviewed a lot of players in my career and I've never met Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. but my sense of Aaron Rodgers is that he's not coming in really.
3: Yeah. Well, he's very yeah. stubborn, John, you know, his history um, with his family and other things, he holds grudges, and his issue with the general manager is not a secret. It's, everybody knows it. If you right. go to the NFL, it's not a secret. I have really
2: struggled w- projecting receivers outside of Devontae Adams and, and Bobby Tanya. Because- I would expect
3: – let's get back to – I expect Lazard to start if if the season started today. I'm not saying Rogers can't be a factor. I don't know enough about him yet. But I know the way they felt about Lazard before he had the groin injury, before he had the groin surgery. They were blown away by how good he was. And then he was never the same when he came back. And, and MVS is, you know, so inconsistent. So. Greg, do
2: you think there's a chance at some point that Amari Rodgers moves up in the pecking order and, you know, is really, let's say, the wide receiver three behind Adams, someone else, and then yeah. um, Amari Rodgers? Yes, without question. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Without question. Greg, do you, do you think Amari Rodgers is strictly slot? No. Okay.
2: Good. Yeah. I mean, they, they move those, those guys I around.
4: Those, I think those delineations
0: Graham are over for the most part. Now, are there certain guys like Cole Beasley, you know? Yeah. yeah there's always going to be a few, but I think, you know, the Tonys, the Rogers, um, the Eskridge, you know, these guys are not just going to be slot receivers in the NFL.
2: Okay. Anybody else have any other questions here yeah, on I mean, Green Bay?
1: Well, I think the we, we have to talk to Greg about Jordan love. I mean, we have no sample on Jordan love last year. So let's just get a tape evaluation. Greg, if uh, I mean, essentially if Jordan love plays this year, he's essentially a rookie. He's going to have the, the, the development gear. Uh, I mean, he wasn't even active for a game, you know, I know you don't do lists, but comparing and contrasting Jordan love to some of the quarterbacks who came out this year, you know, what are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? Like, Would he be? Would he have been considered a first-round prospect this season? Uh,
0: I'm going back to my report on Jordan Love. Yeah. Okay. We've
2: got Minnesota to get to in the next five minutes, and that's fine. Then we're going to wrap up uh, part number one here of the 2020 live stream virtual powwow at FantasyPoints.com. Greg, you got that? Here's what what
0: I said about Love. I said he'll be. A fascinating evaluation given his desirable skill set. His size, arm strength, movement profile clearly suggests first round talent and higher level NFL quarterbacking, but his inconsistent lower body mechanics and lack of consistent ball placement are concerns as he transitions to the league. Love has much work to do with his combination of traits and attributes, including a good sense of timing in the quick game and has much to work with, excuse me, and a willingness to turn it loose and make tough throws. I said he was as intriguing a quarterback prospect as there is in the draft. This goes to, this would be in any draft. He's a higher level arm talent who can throw with velocity and touch and has more than enough mobility. First round traits will likely be in the eye of the beholder. Um, So he has a lot of talent. You know, again, I don't know the mental part. I don't know those things. I'm, I'm not around the kid, but he's got a lot of talent.
2: Moving on to the Minnesota Vikings here, Adam. Uh, I know you have to run. We're, 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 we've all got to run here. Um, not much going on, honestly. There, there's not real strong position battles. Yeah. The, Smith, uh, are, are, are we ready for Irv Smith? The era of Irv. Two
3: things. The O-line, you're going to obviously Darrell will be the left tackle. Wyatt Davis will start at left guard. Forget to go to Dozier. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah Wyatt Davis they are very high on that they feel in fact I cannot believe they traded back and got Darasol I mean I know the Colts wanted to go with Pay, and that's fine
2: they're gonna have all number one or number two picks on the line for what it's
3: good I mean this Ezra Cleveland will will I'm sure will improve and Brian O'Neill's been a great story we're pretty happy with him he's not a great player but he's a good player now Irv Smith John you and I've talked about this they they don't have a lot of pass targets it's Jefferson obviously and Thielen. There's no reason to think he can't get 50 plus catches. It's just that he's just got to be more consistent. Now he was also hurt last
4: year.
2: I mean, we know it's coming. I mean, it's very simple. I mean, the O-line, they've continually addressed it. That's two number one picks, a bunch of number two picks. It's a good run blocking line. Dalvin Cook is one of the best backs in football. He's getting a ball. He's going to kick ass. They're going to do the play action, move the pocket. Kirky now gets a left tackle. And if they're, reinforced up front and kirky has more and a time. legit
3: by the way riley reef talking to teams um who were looking to sign him they first and they're doing they were going to do what the bengals did they thought he was way better right tackle way better right tackle but as a tackle below average just think about that he has been low average for years and they got away with it this kid's a legit left tackle we could say yeah. whatever you want about I love Dar- tape. Dar- to- right right but the fact of matters, matter is they have a legit for the first time, really, and I don't know how long. I have to look up their depth chart of the last fifteen years. This kid's a legit left tackle, and they've needed one.
2: Oh yeah, it's the first time they've had that since man. It's that's
3: why I'm asking. I know. I I, I
0: don't know.
2: Adam? I'm trying to think, but yeah, anyway, uh, Greg.
0: Well, hold on one sec, Adam. Yeah. Before um, I, I'll let you go here with this. Yeah. Have you spoke to them about um, Cullen Mond? I mean, what's their view of? Yeah, Cousins they look at Mond. him.
3: We'll go by contract structure. Cousins has to be the starter for 22. There's no, they just, they, there's nothing they can do about it because of their last restructure with
0: him. Because they drafted Nate Stanley in the fourth round last year. Yeah,
3: seventh round, seventh round, Stanley. Stanley. Seventh. Yes. You sure? Oh, oh, I know, because <laughs> his agent texted me. Who you know? You know Lenta. He texted me. Oh, hey, seven. That's guy correct. Yes, yeah, seven. Yeah, got My another bad. guy drafted. Um, My bad. Yeah. Yeah, Mond. Mond is a. They see him like all teams do as a really nice upside developmental guy for down the road. He's got issues with mechanics that have to be corrected. Um,
2: it's like a flyer pick in fantasy. Like, hey, yeah, we'll it's, take um, a shot here.
3: Look, he's you know what? By year three, um, let let you know by twenty three. Who's to say he can't be competing for the starting job? But. So,
0: Cousins by contract will be the starter. The next it has year has to be,
3: yeah. They this last restructure. I mean, I give his agent Mike McCartney credit. My gosh, talk about leverage! He, they, he took a restructure, and they they did an advance guarantee on his contract. His his base salary in twenty two is fully guaranteed, so he will be the starter for this year and next um, year.
0: So, quick point, John. Just I know what you were going to ask me, but I think a player to watch here is Smith Marset. I think he could easily become the third receiver. He can run. He can get on the top of people. Um, I think there's so much there to develop with this kid for what he is. He's not going to become a volume guy, but Iowa is an old school college offense out of the nineties where they put the quarterback under center. They run the ball. They don't toss it around. So his numbers are not great, but Smith Marset can run.
2: Yeah. And they've been taking their shots with these, you know, middle to late round picks. Yeah, B.C. Johnson and
0: oh, he's better than in my view, anyway. I'm I'm just giving you my view of tape study. I think he's a better he's better than those guys.
2: Mr. Kaplan had to take off, but I mean, again, th- there's not much to get to, Greg. I mean, can you f- can you find an easier offense to break down and handicap? Like everything I just laid out, they're gonna. No, we know what they're the gonna do.
0: The- we know what they're gonna do, and yeah. they've done the right thing with the O line. They have built it up, so they're gonna run the ball. They're gonna go play action. Um, hopefully they their defense you know gets better. It wasn't great last year. they had a young a lot of young players in the um in the secondary. oh yeah um, so they, you know they signed Patrick Peterson now to be one corner. he's not the same guy, but we know Peterson you know still is he's a veteran he, guys will look up to him you know um, they signed Xavier woods, who's not a bad player either to play safety you know once they lost uh, Anthony Harris to the Eagles so um you know they're hoping that uh, and and Danielle Hunter's back right?
2: Yeah, Denell Hunter's back. Anthony Barr is back. Right. Good depth at corner. I mean Pierce. They get didn't he Pierce sit out, out this year? Pierce sat out last year. He's back.
0: Yeah, he sat out because of COVID. Yes. And he's a very good run stuffer. He he's he's along the lines of a Linville Joseph.
2: The defense is going to be good again. I, probably not 2017, 2018 good, but they're going to yeah. be good. So and,
0: yeah, we know what they are. There's no mo- there's no mystery about what no, the Vikings no. are on offense.
2: No there really isn't so if anybody else doesn't have anything else i think we could probably wrap it up here jefferson dealing going to get the ball per usual and you love it and irv smith as, as well but guys anything else here on uh minnesota
4: i just got to say it, it's incredible that adam field is a fourth round pick this year i mean I that know. is just like a huge huge fact he's going in the fifth round in some drafts john i mean that's just insane right it now. is
2: insane because when you never had great speed to begin with there's nothing to lose that's,
4: that's a good point. And I mean, we, we're looking for touchdowns, and Thielen's going to score touchdowns. I mean, I know we love Justin Jefferson, but Thielen was their guy in the, the red zone and getting the end zone targets. I, yeah. I, love, I love Thielen as a
2: target. I do too. I do too. I just drafted him, actually. And, but, but Greg, when, when the Vikings face teams that are going to travel their corner, and they're traveling against Justin Jefferson, right? I mean, nine times out of ten? Boy, that's
0: a great question. I'm trying to remember. I remember you asked me that one and it was Thielen that they covered. I mean, it's a tough call. I mean, it is, it's a tough call. I mean, Jefferson put up the bigger numbers and obviously had a phenomenal rookie year and then, you know, no question, but you know, Thielen. my sense is, and I haven't talked to people about this, but my sense is he's a really highly respected receiver.
2: Yeah. 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 Grout running hands chemistry with Kirk yeah. is really good. Yeah. Red zone. And Kirk Cousins is throwing another 30 this year if he plays.
1: Well,
0: you know, Cousins is one of those guys, John. He does the same thing every year. From every tennis, year. Though. He's very good. Obviously, people don't think he's a quote-unquote Super Bowl quarterback, whatever that means. But, you know, because he hasn't been and he hasn't, you know, necessarily performed well in the playoffs. But in the regular season, you guys know he puts up numbers. He does the same thing every year.
2: And we do the same thing every year by by running longer than than expected. But, yeah. um, you know, I don't know what to say. Um, <laughs> we, I over-deliver. That's, we'll that's my thing. John I The first, what they want, the first team
0: we do is guaranteed. John will do 25 minutes on the first team we do. I know, I know.
2: Well, You guys keep talking. Why don't you tell me to shut up and move on? But yeah, I think you do that every once in a while. So we'll wrap it up here. And, uh, we thank you, Greg, for your time. We're sorry to interrupt your lunch break there. Now you got to get, No, back I just to had to
0: get it or I missed lunch, John, and I can't miss lunch, you know? No. But, I,
2: oh, I know. I've been yeah. there. I've been there. Uh, it's a just damn fine cafeteria. You got there too, by the way, but, uh, um, I'll go downstairs to my cafeteria, a.k.a. or refrigerator. Right. Uh, right. Right. Joe Dolan, Graham Barfield. Our guy, Adam Kaplan, had to run a special shout out to our guy, Ben Kukanis behind the glass. We'll be back tomorrow morning, uh, starting at 1045. And uh, we will be done. Uh, mark my words by 1230 tomorrow. Early Bird Miss 21. If you missed that on the Early Bird special for your fantasypoints.com subscription here in 2021, Early Bird Miss 21 for 10% off. For Adam Kaplan, Greg Cosell, Graham Barfield, and Joe Dolan and Ben Kukanis behind the glass, I am John Hanson. We'll catch you tomorrow for part two of the 2021 fantasypoints.com virtual powwow live stream.